right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Before we get rolling here, CallawayGolf.com slash The Match has all of your fill-related equipment and instruction needs, plus some other special match content. I don't want to spoil it, but there is a podcast with Phil that is going up this Friday. Uh, rumor has it that we were able to submit a couple questions for it, and Phil answered them in detail. I haven't heard the answers yet, but you're going to want to go check that out, callawaygolf.com slash the match. Did you ask him about his leather jackets? No, it's even better, though. It's, <laughs> it is attire-related, a, a is all I will okay. all I will say. Uh, there's a what's in Phil's bag. Spoiler, it's a Maverick Sub-Zero driver. Hitting bombs. And fairway wood, a uh, combo of Epic Forged and Apex Pro Irons, PM Grind Wedges, Chrome Soft X triple track golf ball. Uh, and speaking of Phil's bag specifically on that page, you're going to have a chance to win a Maverick staff bag signed by all four competitors in the match, plus a full set of custom Callaway fit clubs. Uh, CallawayGolf.com slash the match for instruction from Phil, how he hits his bombs. Hitting bombs. How he uses the triple track when chipping. And if you're in the giving mood, uh, you can bid in an auction for a one-of-a-kind set of wedges and with the proceeds going to the Feeding America organization. The page is going to be updated throughout the week, so check it out today. And again, as we approach the main event on Sunday and look out for that podcast that's coming on Friday. So with that, welcome to the preview, uh, the DraftKings preview show of the match. TC, why don't you take us through, what is, what is the match? What are we doing here? Sunday. This Sunday, May 24th, starting at 3 p.m., uh, Turner Sports. Uh, so it's simulcast TNT, TBS, True TV, Headline News. Getting the full NCAA tournament experience here. <laughs> um, I should note that DJ Pie is here as well. Oh, thank you. Cheers. And, and Big Randy is here. Uh, hello. And Neil is not here. So Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what Neil would have said, but I got nothing on that. Greetings. Gentlemen. <laughs> he would have said something witty about headline news. <laughs> He's probably a big Aaron Burnett fan. Yeah, exactly. Out front. Yeah. Aaron Burnett. Who's playing? What's the format here? Let's just get everybody caught up so here. So you got Tiger and uh, Peyton Manning teaming up against Phil Mickelson and uh, Tom Brady, who, you know, I know Randy is a big, big Tom Brady guy. Of course. Used to be a big Michigan football fan back in the day. <laughs> I would argue he's a system quarterback, but that's just me. I'd love to pull on that thread a little later. <laughs> so there will be some of the things that were that were successful from the match 1.0 as far as on-course challenges and such. Uh, and then Warner Media and the golfers will collectively make a charitable donation of $10 million to benefit COVID-19 relief. Best ball in the front, modified alternate shot on the back. And what do we think of that format? I love it. I think alt shot with two Middling, yeah. you know, six six to eight. Like I, I don't really believe that Brady's an eight handicap. I think it's going to be let's get glorious. into that. We'll get into the the, uh, the sandbagging potentially in the handicap. Well, you think he's better or worse? I think he's worse. Oh, oh okay. I think he's right around there. That's that's we'll it. We'll pull on that thread too. I I think the alt shot alt shot sets the tone for uh, you know not to get too grandiose, but I think that sets the tone for the goal of this whole thing, which is pure like unbridled entertainment. Yes. And I think that. A lot of uh, Randy and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think a lot of like golf on TV, they try to draw the inter like the entertainment from you know it's, these guys are good uh, situation, and of course that makes sense when you're talking about pro golfers. But I think that that is so saturated, and we've seen it packaged 
in so many different ways and it's so hard to predict when someone's going to have a great round and all that. This is such a no-brainer to lean into the relatability of two of the biggest alphas in history, like Brady and Manning, two of the most successful people to ever do the thing that they do, uh, just be looking like totally lost and looking like every eight handicap in the history of the world. Like it's it's the best. I'm so freaking excited that they got that approved and didn't cop out into something a lot lamer. Before we get into how excited we are here, we're all excited. Listen, we're all excited here. <laughs> why don't uh, Randy? Why don't you tell us what DraftKings has going on for uh, for the match? I would love to. Uh, they have free pool play. Uh, you might be asking, what are what are these pools? And that's a great question. You can go. Sir, what are these pools? You, you can go to DraftKings What's website. What's that? What's that? They're pools, Tiger. <laughs> They're pools. So we've had, we've had some fun with the soundboard th- this that? week. <laughs> They're going to be two pools, completely free to play. You can play even if you live in a state where sports betting is not legal. Shout out to Florida. You are still totally free to free to enter, free to play, $0 entry fee. There are going to be two pools, one for the entire 18-hole match and then one for specifically the back nine. And This is at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for the record. Thank you. Uh, so you'll go in. You'll select the pool you want to take part in. There are about uh, 10 to 12 questions that you answer. Uh, These questions range from who will win the match, uh, which team will be two up first, et cetera, et cetera. You you fill out your your entire entry, you make your picks, and then, uh, you know, if you have the winning entry, you win some money. Let the chips fall where they may. It's totally free. That's the best part. So and all you gotta do is yeah submit it and watch. That's all you gotta do. Listen, it's a, it's office, a free pool. All, it's it's free pool. There's pool in the back. A, yeah, <laughs> these keys are yours. I just, <laughs> come get them. Listen, offices are shut down uh, all over the country. This is your chance to get in the office pool here. Did you mention one hundred thousand dollars in prizes? I don't know if we got that far yet, but I absolutely did not mention that. <laughs> I should have led with that. That's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, again, like you, like you said, don't worry if you live in a state where gambling is not legal. Uh, you can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code NLU during sign-up. Enter the free-to-play pool for this weekend's match. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code NLU and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only much, at DraftKings Sportsbook. sign-up bonus? Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I'm getting better at that. I got, that I'm, was I'm good. That was really I'm with it. I'm say, you I wanted to it. drop uh, right before you gambling problem. I went, sir, what if I have a gambling problem? <laughs> Um, well, why don't we do this first? We're going to get to, uh, we have an interview we recorded with Jeff Newbarth, who's the executive producer of the match, going to tell us a little bit about what to expect, kind of some of the nuances uh, with the telecast. We're going to play that now, and then we're going to come back on the back end and uh, discuss our thoughts. So pretty much everyone listening to this podcast watched the match 1.0, I would imagine. Uh, a lot of takes were flying out on there. How will match 2.0 be different than match 1.0, and what are some of the uh, valuable lessons you learned being on that team, and then also could you speak to how your role has changed as part of the uh, production crew? You know, I, I think, Sally, this is going to be uniquely different for so many different reasons. Um, the main reason is obviously the very, very serious and significant safety protocols that myself and the crew 
uh, are, are going to be under and we're participating in from the minute we were sort of, you know, committed to work in the match until when we're done. We have a way smaller crew, um, way, way, way smaller than we would normally have for any broadcast. Um, that's, that's for safety. What kind of sizes are we talking here? Like Um, what's a normal one and what do you have? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say what's normal and, and what's not. Um, all I'll say is it's, it's significantly reduced and we're significantly reducing the footprint. Just to give you an example, Shotlink wouldn't, was at the last event and they bring a truck and they bring, you know, probably 10 to 15 people. And we're not having them this year just simply because it's too many people, um, that we want to have to keep everybody safe. So we're, we're going to try to do more with less. And that's where I think it's going to be on us to kind of keep it simple. But the single biggest lesson I learned from the last match, and, and when I say myself, I'm seeking for the whole team I'm working with, obviously, is, is we didn't know how to treat the player mics. We just didn't. And, and look, you know, we've had mic'd up access forever uh, in other sports. You know, when I worked for, for ESPN doing NBA, um, you know, we had the coaches mic'd. And, and one of my jobs there when I wasn't producing games was to listen to the player mics. And I remember during the finals with, with the Lakers and the magic, I, I was, it was hard listening to Stan Van Gundy whine for, for like literally 10 straight days. Cause it's like, Dwight, come on, Dwight. You know, they're up. It's like, coach, you're up by 30. And he's still whining about Dwight not playing defense. But you know, that was easy because you package the best stuff and you turn it into usable audio snippets. And then if you look at the other way, that it's used really, really well, whether it's the, the XFL, which I don't know if anyone watched, but I watched a little bit just to see what they would do with audio. And the one that really got me was um, seeing some of the baseball spring training this year and the all-star uh, game last year when when Fox did a great job of having Joe Buck, you know, talk to players. And this year, you know, there was a game that, that John Shambi was doing for ESPN, a spring training game where they were talking to Chris Bryant and uh, Anthony Rizzo. And it's like the whole key to that is – a, you have someone who's submixing their audio. And what that means, Sally, is we have another audio mixer who's only worrying about those four mics, who's watching the camera cut, who's watching Steve Bime's camera cut. And if we cut to a shot of Phil, he fills mics up. If we cut to a shot of Tiger, then Tiger's mics up. And they kind of follow the story, but they also can mix it in a way where it doesn't just sound like extraneous kind of random audio that's stepping on the broadcast. It, it's audio with a purpose. And the XFL did a great job of that. And we're lucky enough to have some of the same crew on our show who worked those XFL games and did that job. And we're going to bring that to the match and hopefully, you know, have a much better audio experience. The other thing is, is having four players and having teammates, you're going to have someone to talk to. You're going to want to talk to your teammate without a caddy there. You know, I fully expect Phil and Tom to be talking through every shot between each, each other, especially, you know, when we get to that, that, that second nine, when we're doing, you know, the modified alternate shot, because I think there's strategy involved, right? Do you have Phil hit a shot from further away? Do you have Tom hit a shot from closer up? What do you do? So they got to talk that stuff out. That's going to be the biggest difference, I hope. Yeah, no, you touched on a lot of things there that uh, I think are concerns or things, you know, we noticed in the first one and even noticed last week for the uh, driving relief that was on NBC. Is it? I can imagine the challenge with live mics is very difficult, especially when you have seasoned announcers that are used to guiding a viewer through and you you don't know the players the producer I guess correct me if I'm wrong are you in the player's ear at all telling them when to talk or when not to because I would imagine that's the hard part is you don't know when players are going to talk and when you need to lay out and when you need to talk over so so what we're going to do differently for a second uh, major difference is we are going to have IFBs in the player's ears and look I don't expect them to leave them in full time I expect you to see them kind of dangling out and then we'll have a stage manager uh, you know, tell them like, hey, put it in, you know, 
Chuck wants to ask you a question or something. Um, we will never, ever feed them audio while they're, while they're playing, while they're swinging. So, so they'll know that going into it, but you know, yeah, that, that, that's going to help us a lot because, you know, one of the things that I did not do a good job of last time, and look, there's a whole long list. We could do a whole separate podcast of things I didn't do well in match one, and it would be hours and hours, but I didn't do a good job of just simply instigating conversation of, of getting, you know, those players talking about something. So one of the things that's a goal for me is between Amanda and, and Justin Thomas, who are both going to be out there with the players, is finding those right subjects and teeing those players up and then getting out of the way and letting them talk, letting them be the entertainment. And look, that is going to be an adjustment for Brian Anderson, for Chuck and for uh, Trevor Immelman, not talking over these players. But I think they all get it and we've all talked about it and we know that we have to do that to be as successful as we want to be. And I told you this last year, but you are a friend of mine. But if I, I have no choice but to be critical if there are announcers talking over players the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. look, it's, it's, I know it's you understand happen. that. It's, it's going to happen at some point. And it's funny, Sally, because one of the things I did to prepare for this is I, I forced myself to rewatch the match. And it's funny, right away on the first, second, and third holes, the guys really didn't talk over the players. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, as the match wore on, it's like they felt like they had to talk because they're like, well, I'm an announcer. I'm up here and I haven't talked enough. But I, right. I, I really think that we all you know, have the, the, the blessing of, of, of watching these events that have gone on and seeing you know, what we want to do better from what we did before. And it's a conscious effort from everybody. Um, you know, BA and I were just talking half an hour ago about that. It's like, hey, man, let's make sure we're honest with each other and we police each other not talking over these guys. And that's, that's going to be a goal, but it's going to be hard with four players talking a lot. And I think, you know, you and I have talked about this too, of the, I guess the anticipation for a lot of viewers. And I I assume everyone involved was that, you know, the banter back and forth was going to be awesome. The trash talking was going to be great. And like you touched on there, two, four players versus two is going to be very different. But I think in reality, at least for me, as speaking as a golf nerd, the beauty of mic'd up players isn't necessarily the banter back and forth. It's the little subtleties. It's like even something like a missed putt or a deep breath or, you know, what we saw last week where Wolf and Ricky were talking about how their putts broke and, and stuff like that. That is where the real value comes from players being mic'd up. Is that kind of has your approach towards the value and what comes from players being mic'd up changed at all since the first match? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I've been lucky enough to be a part of Mark Loomis's Fox golf broadcast. And that's where think about go back to Oakmont and with cut mics and DJ and Mm -hmm. all the things he was saying, he wasn't talking to anybody in particular, but when you hear that he thought he, you know, because the announcers are always guessing, right? Oh, he hit it exactly where he wanted and it didn't move. Well, actually it's better to hear the players say that. Like, like you just, you get so much out of it. And if you go back to the last match, one of the moments uh, I thought that was, was, good for us was on the first par five uh, on the golf course. Phil had a huge advantage over Tiger. I don't know if you remember, Tiger kind of hit his drive to the point where he couldn't go forward in two. Phil tried to run a two iron all the way up there, and it didn't quite run on to the, to, to the putting surface. It stayed just off, ended up getting in that dormant Bermuda, and he had a chip, and then he had a putt to, to win the hole, and he missed the putt, and he gave you the best play-by-play. You know, it's his own play-by-play. And, and he just talked you right through exactly what happened at that stroke. So we didn't have to guess as, as, as a production team or as, as play-by-play announcers and analysts what he was thinking. He told us. So mm-hmm, exactly. that's what I think is going to be good. But I also think that, you know, Peyton Manning is so clever and Tom Brady is, is, is so clever. 
um, and, and, and Phil and Tiger have it in them too. I think you are actually, at least early on, going to get some pretty good trash talk because, you know, I think these guys are, are all hyper competitive and don't want to lose. Well, and I think some lessons have been learned too, as far as well, one, the the benefit of this being for charity kind of changes the whole entire vibe as it is. But the last match was caught between being this crazy television entertainment product and also a very serious match for a ton of money. I, I guess, do you anticipate kind of that vibe and that back and forth nature to change a bit because of the fact that it, they're not playing for $9 million straight up. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, the, the, the original sort of thesis as to what the match was going to be and, and Michael Mann, who was the EP on the first one, uh, really kind of, you know, was the one who, who, who came up with this is we were hoping it would turn into the eighties all-star game, right. Where, where the first half, you know, burn and magic are laughing at each other and they're trying to do behind the back passes and stuff like that. And then by the fourth quarter, you have Mikhail out there, you know, elbow and, uh, you know, you know, somebody else and it's on. And, and, and that's what we were sort of looking for. Right. Um, you know, I know everyone's been watching the last dance and you see the intensity of some of those, you know, the, those rivalry games. That's what we were looking for. Um, that's just not reality. Right. So I, I think we probably set ourselves up there a little bit to, to, to be let down and look, you know, until Tiger chipped in on, on 17, you know, the match could have ended there. Right. Phil had a makeable 15 foot birdie putt. He makes that he wins two and one and it's over. Instead, Tiger chips in, we get that moment, and we end up going to the 18th hole, and then we go into uh, Under the Lights, as we'll like to call it, uh, for, for some bonus time. But, you know, I, I think with this one, you're going to see something happen, and I can't tell you what it is, because honestly, I don't know, and that's the beauty of, of, you know, we should talk about how quickly this thing has come together. You're going to see something put together where these guys are putting their pride on the line, and these are four guys who don't want to lose, especially to each other that I think you're going to see something that gets a little more fire out of them than, than you think is coming. Hmm. Well, what kind of talk to me about the process of getting somebody like Justin Thomas involved and what, what his enthusiasm level for it is. From what I gather, it's pretty high. But what, what his role is in terms of you know getting players talking and why he's a good fit for that? Sure. I mean, you know what, what I'm looking for in that role is someone who's comfortable uh, around all four of those players and potentially even as a relationship with them. Because then it just becomes easy and also has really great knowledge of that golf course. You know, Justin Thomas is a member of medalist, plays it all the time. So check that box. He's played a lot of golf with Tiger. Check that box. He's played a lot of golf with Tom Brady. So when you start getting further and further into it, he, he he's perfect for it. And nothing against anyone else I could have put there. But, you know, Justin Thomas was the first choice. And we're so grateful that he he wants to do it. And and look, he's putting himself out there solidly in a position that he's not used to. He's never done this before, but he's he's kind of like gotten all in and is super excited and um, is asking the right questions. And, and I'm excited to work with him on it. But I think that what he can bring is a relationship with all four players and he can sort of bring that out. And he knows how to needle them a little bit, too. And And back to our point of prompting them to do things, I think he can also instigate out there. A little bit just just to make it fun and and to remind us that this is supposed to be fun is is you know i don't expect justin to be out there saying you know like bones would or roger malpy would or Dottie pepper would or you know one of the other you know long time you know course rovers I, I expect justin to interject personality and to be able to you know say something that makes tom laugh and 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 you know remind him that you know something is is that this this game is supposed to be fun and, and if this event is not fun and we're not smiling as we're doing it and you guys aren't smiling as you're watching it, then we're not doing something right. 
Mm-hmm. From a, you know, in watching the driving relief thing last this past week, it, you know, it being on NBC and being, you know, with tip like announcers we're used to seeing on PGA Tour broadcasts, it didn't feel that different from a PGA Tour broadcast without necessarily commenting on on this event. What how will how different will this broadcast look compared to what we normally see week to week on the PGA Tour? Well, I mean, it'll be different because we're not building one tower. So, you know, you're not going to have camera positions, you know, as defined as you do week in, week out on the PGA Tour. I mean, to give you full disclosure, the director, Steve Byman and I, and we're, we're recording this early in the week. We have not been to the golf course yet. We have not done one scouting trip to see the golf course yet. We, we think we know where we're going to put cameras and we think we have a camera plan, but we don't know it yet. So that's a little different than what you normally have uh, week to week. So, you know, the, the, the speed that this event has come together um, is unlike anything I've been involved in in golf, you know, because even the last one, you know, we, we started working on it in August, September. I mean, I made multiple trips, um, you know, from Southern California to Vegas to, to, to scout the course, to see it, to work with the setup and everything. And we haven't done any of that. Uh, and that's simply for safety, that it, it, it wasn't prudent to go back and forth and back and forth. Um, we're just going to make the trip once, Steve and I. You know, that, that's a credit to everyone at Warner Media who's put our safety uh, and everyone's safety first with this whole process. Well, tell us about, you know, one of the, the, the big headline, I guess, talent that you've acquired for this is, is Charles Barkley. What the uh, process like was like for getting him involved and what we're, uh, we should expect from him? Well, I mean, it's pretty easy. He's, he's Turner's flagship <laughs> announcer and Turner said yeah. he's working it. So <laughs> that really wasn't that hard. But, you know, it's funny when, when you go back and watch the first match. And, and like I said, I, I did that earlier in the, in the or last, late last week. Charles had some great lines, just absolutely great one-liners. When you went down to him and Adam Lefko and Pat and uh, Pat Perez and Sam Jackson, great one-lines. I just want to capture that fun. I want Charles to be able to talk to those guys in their ear and 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 tell them something that makes them laugh while they're out on the golf course or say, ah, how'd, how'd you miss that? You're, you're Tiger Woods. You're supposed to be the best golfer in the world, you know? Like that's something only Charles can bring. And look, are, are, is the hardcore golf audience going to get all over me and say, oh, my God, you've Charles Barkley in the 18th tower. You know, I, I would also remind them that two of the people who are playing here are not professional golfers. And, you know, this is not a professional golf championship, you know, challenge event. This is this is a charity event trying to raise, uh, you know, a lot of money for great causes. And Charles is an infectious, huge personality. And guess what? He wants to be there. And he's going to be all in when he's there trying to have fun, which is, again, the message we want to we want to encourage everyone else to have as they're watching. Well, what can you tell us about, you know, will there be obviously we, we know that the purpose of this is for charity. And we, we kind of we went through in the, in the early part of this podcast kind of through what those charitable elements are. But will there be any necessarily any stakes involved specifically for the competitors? You, you know, Sally, the bottom line is these guys will come up with something and it will be something that will be deeply personal to them. And it will be something that Tiger will not want to lose to Phil and that Phil will not want to lose to Tiger on. And, and same thing with the two quarterbacks. And it will be something where I think you will see competitive juices take over. Look, is it going to be the same thing as if they're coming down to a, to win a major championship or a Super Bowl? No. But is it going to be something where the stakes are, are high enough to where you're sitting at home and you're kind of actually watching competition again, which, right, I think it's something we all want. I think we all miss sports competition. I think it's going to it's going to survive that uh, that and pass that test. What about, you know, a, a big element of the first match was the challenges that kind of went the in hole, you know, whatever wagers or challenges that they wanted to call that. Is there going to be any kind of element like that uh, this weekend? 
you know, Sally, it's a little early. And as I keep saying, uh, I feel like I'm a broken record that that we're just not there yet. There's there's this process that we're trying to get through and, and not having even seen the golf course yet to kind of pick things. But one thing that we have uh, announced, I believe it was announced just a little while ago today, is we are going to do a one club challenge. Uh, we're going to do that on the fifth hole, which is a long par four. So if you go back and watch the the skins game from Japan, it was probably the highlight of the event when Jason Day hit a six iron out of the bunker to like two feet and then made the putt to get up and down. We picked a long par four to try to get the guys. I don't love doing it on a three shot hole because the first two shots are kind of just pedestrian. Um, and it basically just you just might as well just say it's a par three at that point. Um, with, with probably the wrong club. So a long par four, I think, makes the most sense. And this is where Justin Thomas helped with his course knowledge is he suggested the fifth hole because uh, I wanted to do it on the first side, which, as you guys said, is better ball. So you have four balls in play. But also I wanted a small green with bunkers around it. And five has that. So uh, I hope that the players will, will take something like a, a four iron or a five iron. Heck, I'd love Tiger to even take that two iron out, right, and hit a stinger all the way down there and then have to back off of it. But imagine if he gets in a bunker with a two iron. I don't think he'll pull it, but it, it could still be pretty fun. But I think the one club was the most memorable moment from the Japan Skins game, and I think there's a chance uh, it could be a pretty memorable moment from from this event. You touched on it uh, earlier about, you know, the golf carts that the guys are going to be riding in and kind of how that could potentially play into the banter and whatnot. What kind of – what can we expect, you know, coverage-wise, camera-wise, or – or whatnot with the uh, with the actual carts. I think the carts, you know, this this is going to be very polarizing for people who watch it, right? You're going to get the traditionalist audience who is going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe they're not walking. They can't possibly do this. Uh, you know, why are they in carts? I actually think it's going to be kind of cool. You know, if you've ever seen pros play um, when they're by themselves, they all take their own golf cart and they zip to their golf ball and, and they keep it moving. Which one I think will be good for for pace, but two, you know, for me. Um, we're going to put some in-cart cameras on. We actually uh, are lucky enough to have some of the guys who who do NASCAR working on our crew, and we're going to have the NASCAR sort of in-car system as they're driving. So imagine, you know, as the four of them kind of pull away, I can cut to, or Steve Bynes can cut to a four box. You see all four of them, and they're all talking to each other. Um, the other thing this does is, you know, and, and, and I think you'll see this from Phil and Tom, and I'm hoping from Tiger and Peyton, this allows Phil to go to Tom's ball every single time and help Tom out, help his partner out on the front nine when they're playing a uh, better ball, and then go to his ball um, and still get there quickly and be able to make um, some of the decisions. If, if you're walking, you know, you guys could be so spread out that it, you know, it really, you know, would, would compromise the ability for there to be chatter and, and, and conversation. So I really think this will help more than it'll hurt. And I think, look, you know, to, to the people who can't get over the fact that, that they're, they're taking a golf cart, I, I would say a lot of times when pros play without their caddies, they take a golf cart. This is, this is nothing new or, or I think sacrilegious to the game of golf. I was going to say anything that doesn't, you know, directly affect the viewer experience at home. I just encourage, I encourage people to just give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I mean, there was some, you know, there was a skeleton crew last week for, you know, the driving relief thing. And there was some audio gaps and stuff like that. Like that doesn't matter. Like that's no. going to happen with the, these, this unique situation. Just like let that stuff go. And guys riding in carts, like we saw what happened when they walked at Shadow Creek. They were huffing and puffing into the mics the whole time. That wasn't that entertaining. So it's totally fine that they're going to ride carts, I would say. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, again, you got to think that, that, that Tom and Peyton are not going to hit it in the same, you know, area codes all the time as Phil and, and, and Tiger are. And this allows them to have more interaction and to be, you know, around to help their teammate a little bit more on that front nine. And then on, on, on the second nine, 
you know, think about it. If they were doing alternate shot and they wanted to go look at the two lives or something, and, and there could be a pretty sizable gap between Tom and, and Phil or between Peyton and Tiger off the tee, they would have to walk back and forth and back and forth. And then literally everyone would be like, this is the worst thing ever. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when, when on, on uh, Sunday, when uh, they were doing the match at Seminole and they decided to go back to the 17th hole from 18, they got in carts and they drove. Like, it's like it's just, <laughs> it's just not that big a deal. Really not. What, uh, any other important notes, anything we haven't covered, something to look for in particular or something that you're particularly excited about? I mean, uh, you know, I'm excited the fact that, that this is Tiger's home golf course. And, mm-hmm. you know, a- as we're trying to open up new places, you know, to our eyes, I mean, how amazing was it to see Seminole the other day? It's just a, a historic piece of property. That's great. This is a very different golf course. This is a, you know, th- this will play for the pros, you know, 7,300 plus yards. And, you know, they, they get some pretty significant wind. And, and look, by the end of the round, that wind will probably be gone because, you know, we are teeing off at three o'clock, you know, or shortly thereafter, three o'clock uh, Eastern time. But this is a big golf course. You're not going to see, you know, driver and 60 yard shot every single time. So I think that's going to be pretty exciting to see. But this is where Tiger Woods owns his craft, right? This is the golf course that helps Tiger Woods get better. And, and, you know, this is where he practiced to, to go win another green jacket. So I'm excited to see that. And I love the way Phil's treating it. Um, you know, I asked Phil today, even uh, what's, you know, about Tiger playing at his home course, what type of advantage. And he said, look, Tiger needs every advantage he can get because I won the match last time. And, and I respect Tiger because he's trying to do everything he can to win the match. These guys still want to beat each other at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, tell us, you know, we talked about, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, tell us for what's coming in store uh, with Callaway here by the end of the week and where uh, where people can find that. Yeah, so we're we're super excited that uh, Phil actually joined uh, the Callaway Golf Podcast, and he will be uh, on Friday. Uh, that'll come out bright and early in the morning, and we talked all things match, and then we even got into a what's in the bag and why a little bit. And there was a highlight of it for me where, uh, where, where somebody – Thankfully, someone way smarter than me asked some pretty good questions, and uh, Phil gave some pretty smart answers. I heard that too. So, yeah. look, uh, look, where, where can people find that? Uh, you know, if you want to go to uh, wherever you get your pods, it's the Callaway Golf Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. You, I guess the podcast app is probably the best place to get it. Or you can go to callawaygolf.com slash podcast, and it will be posted there too on Friday. There it is. So, all right, Mr. Newbar, thank you very much for joining. Best of luck this week. Uh, I'm sure I'll be uh, firing more half-baked ideas at you all the way up until the time this goes off. So best of luck, and uh, thanks a ton for your insights. Anytime, Sonny. All right, I want to go around the room, and uh, let's gauge the excitement level of this thing. First of all, we have a caller that's on the line. Uh, it's, it's Tiger Woods. Mr. Woods, I uh, just want to ask you, how excited are you for uh, what's coming up this weekend? What's that? Uh, just how excited are you for, uh, or I guess, are you excited? Maybe is a better question. Are you excited for the upcoming match this weekend? Yeah, very. Okay. Well, thank you for joining. I know you got a very busy schedule, but we might be having a little too much fun we, with this. We might be the only ones that laugh at the what's that. But it's just, <laughs> what's that? The way that he laughs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Stevie, right? yeah. Very. We spent more time preparing the soundboard for today's episode than we did the uh, the actual agenda. So, but I want to. All right, let's start with DJ. How how excited are you for this? What's upcoming? Thrilled. Um, I think we heard a lot of great stuff in Jeff's interview that confirmed a lot of what I had hoped to hear. I think he touched on a lot of the stuff that you know we've talked about privately and publicly too. Where I, I think that there's so much there, there's only so much room in in my brain and in my kind of consciousness for like very serious golf and. You have the majors is very serious golf. You have the players is, is I'll say very serious golf. 
you have the playoffs, okay. You got the WGCs, okay. You've got now there's elevated events. You've got this going on, like, dude. All right, I've only got so much I can take like very seriously here, and I think that's what they tried to do with the first match. Was this is oh my god, bragging rights, nine million. Who wants it more? I'm like, oh, this is such a transparent like cash grab. The Come tour on. might have won out on that one. They, limiting the amount of money was kind of like, oh yeah. I mean, we see them play for fifteen. Why do we care about nine? That's and I just we've talked about this ad nauseum, but like I just have no way of relating to what nine million dollars means. I'll push to back. me, let alone to them. But let I'll me let me wrap up the real WGC quick. thing because that's probably the least serious golf, at least in well, my but opinion. but that's like the way it's packaged is all yeah. Like I was talking to Randy earlier. There's there's only so many like templates in golf that you can or, or so many molds. That's like, okay, we have a product. Which mold should we put it in? And everyone just defaults to like, well, very, it's got to be very serious golf. This means everything. This means everything. This time it's for real. It's like the fucking all-star game. Like the way they tried to do the MLB all-star game, you know, when it it was like, well, this time, you know, this time. Home field advantage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so I think what they have gotten right and what I think all of us were, were really pushing for last time was, you know, Dude, just make it a pure entertainment product. And there's two different ways to entertain people. I think the one, the first one is entertainment with superb golf, which is where golf draws 99% of its entertainment. And I think the other way is just like make it entertaining, like make, find funny people, find good on-course people, find all these, all these people. And rather than trying to make the Gary Cokes and Peter Jacobsons and those people like try to do something they're not good at, uh, and nor should they be. You know, hey Gary, just make it really loose today. It's it's really chilled out. It's like, dude, they're they're they can't do that. He Charles did. Barkley, I think, can do that. Justin Thomas, I think, can do that. And that's why I'm really excited. In Gary's defense, his suit was very loose. <laughs> there was there was some room. There was some room there. I got rid of the rim shot sound because to uh, to add something else in there. I just can't stay activated. Yeah, <laughs> that was the rim shot sound. So I hope I hope that makes sense, and I hope that clarifies a little bit of what I was feeling about the. The tailor-made one was man. You could you ha- it didn't have to look like PJ Tour golf. It right. could have looked so much more relaxed and so much more just relatable, and it just doesn't. So I, I really hope this one does. TC, I'll go along with that. I think when you try to be all things to all people, you end up being nothing to nobody. And in this case, they're Love or that. nothing to everybody. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean that's philosophical right there, Randy. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I think they're they're leaning towards the hey, let's make this as as engaging as possible for the the lowest common denominator fan. Just getting Chuck to toss out, you know, all sorts of one liners, and I think having having JT having somebody to run the show on the ground. I think that was what's really been missing in the last two. And I want to give him like even the the pre uh, benefit of the doubt because. JT is not a stand-up comedian and he's not like he's going to be in a very awkward spot and he might totally fall on his face but at least they're trying something different and at least it's it's making an effort to to make it feel different. And I think to your point on you know trying not to to make it all things to all people. I think this is the one everybody talked about the driving relief one and like oh well there's going to be a ton of non-golf fans watching. I'm like A I don't know that there really is. And B this is the one where there's going to be a ton of non-golf yeah, fans right. watching. And I think, I, like, the way I was picturing it earlier is I feel like me and my mom could sit on and watch this telecast this weekend and both enjoy it for, like, wildly different reasons. So I think that's also... What, that's what I hope for anyway. Like, I'm, I'm also excited because it's Tiger. Yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's Tiger. I, you know, like I like watching Tiger Woods play golf. It's his home course. That's cool. Uh, Mickelson's whole, like, you know, 
sideshow uh, performance art routine. Hitting bombs. <laughs> and then uh, you've got two ostensibly average golfers out there who, you know, like Brady said it himself. Like he's, he's you know, he's not dedicating a lot of time to golf these days just because he's still playing, obviously. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Big Randy. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll give it a tune in. I think specifically from match 1.0, all you can ask is they, they learn, they try to do better. And, you know, I, I think Jeff, certainly uh, it seems that they've latched on to things that they can do better and improve upon. And so uh, I'm excited to see how that, you know, new, how that learning and, and process unfolds. Um, I think I agree with you guys, you know, four personalities that, are interesting and you bring them together and it's like honestly what what else do i have going on sunday <laughs> there's uh, there's not a lot on tv so i'm excited i think charles barkley is like the could be the 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 linchpin to all of this i i think i'm continually <laughs> Which is a wild sentence right <laughs> but you know watching his work on uh inside the nba it's amazing he he has an ability to loosen other people and he has an ability to kind of speak truth and like not bs you know what what he sees is is probably what everybody sees and he's not afraid to say it and so i hope they give him room and space and yeah if if you hit your wagon to charles you you, you can't go wrong is kenny gonna be there too he's, no, he's not no that, that's that's, that's terrible <laughs> what about the big guy the, the big fella kenny Shaq's not going to be there. Shaq either. would have been a great addition, yeah. too. <laughs> I am a slightly nervous about, like, they've got a lot of talent like for this thing, and they've got all the players mic'd up, which is four guys. I, I, I hope, it sounds like in listening to, to Jeff as well, that they have a good plan for how the mics are going to roll and stuff, but it does seem like a lot. There's going to be a lot of airtime to fill, I will say, but doing all that live also sounds very difficult, and that has me a little bit nervous. Overall, though, I would say... There seems to be a lot less, I don't know if ego is the right word with it, but the match 1.0 was, this is going to be unlike anything <laughs> you've ever seen golf on TV. And it kind of wasn't. And this time around, I think they kind of dialed a lot of the hype back. And they're just like, okay, now we know what is, hopefully we know what is important to the viewers at home, and we are going to provide that. So, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think that you have four people that maybe have more magnetism to them than like any other four people in sports as far as like when they're on the screen like people like to watch them so i people the, feel things whether it's love or hate yes and what, where i'd push back is like on all the dead air like literally just show them in the golf carts like jeff had all this great stuff about the golf carts that they're gonna have like i i don't want to see like a package of like well let's see tale of the tape who had more championships like dude I, come on man do you do some of that? I'm sure, but there, what I don't want to see is just a bunch of interstitials to just feel like you need to fill time. When a lot of the times, like, dude, I just kind of want to see him shooting the shit between holes, between shots, and don't don't worry about doing too much. Randy, what do you think about them uh, riding in golf carts? I, I think it's disgusting. I think it's probably, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, there's an issue. Well, it's just my my glucose. <laughs> I it's it's I think it's disrespectful to the game, and it sets a terrible precedent for the kids watching. Not to mention for the supers who and for the supers. You know, are they going to be wearing shorts? I hope not. <laughs> I'm hot. I might check out if it, carts and shorts. Forget about it. Where where is this on the seriousness level of takes? Uh, like dead an, serious. An Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I, Why do you hate cards so much? Because I think they're antithetical to everything the game should be about. I, I think it's an exercise and a leisure uh, sport at its core, and I think cards are, you know, it's just disgusting. <laughs> well, I have nothing but respect for Randy and his takes. Uh, the golf I, course might be contributing to that. This is not Seminole where the tee boxes are right next to the greens. Medalist is, the, the Tiger tees at Medalist are some of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. Jeff and his interview completely changed my mind on the cards. I went in like completely against it. Oh my God, these guys need to be walk, walking. And I thought Jeff made a lot of excellent points. I want to see them go into each other's ball. I don't want to hear them huffing and puffing the whole time. I, I thought he made some. So Randy, nothing but respect. But but you're wrong. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take the opposite side on this one. Can we get MJ to get involved? Doesn't sound like it. I'm sure that was probably an option. I'm sure they. I'm sure they <laughs> we explored could that. We could ask if he's listening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you have a I, was on, well, I was looking on Google Earth. It's you know right across the way from Grove Twenty Three, his spot. So that sounds so much more like a restaurant than a golf course. <laughs> by the way, the Woods Jupiter and Grove Twenty Three. Grove Twenty Three. Yeah. Which one's the restaurant? Which one's the golf course? <laughs> um, let's let's talk about Medalist. By the way, mm-hmm. you know. I, I know you know it's 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 awkward sometimes to shoehorn in like oh, I've pl- I've played that place so I'll I'll ask you so you don't have to do it you're the only one of us that's played medalist I think only one of us that's been to medalist so set the table for a why you were there it's not and, just medalist it's the medalist oh I'm sorry the medalist right. uh, I did play it Mr. With, Mr. Medalist with uh, Matt Wolf George Gankus and Super Chef Bobby Flay who was there as well <laughs> the cubes. Uh, was he wasn't actually there, was he? What's that? Super Chef Bobby Flay. Oh, of course he was. No. Oh, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> really? You almost blew my mind, man. <laughs> that's what Neil would have said if he was yes, here. That's so true. good point. Daughtry. <laughs> I will say, I having not ever been to the Bears or Medalist, I, I had very low expectations for both of them before going, thinking that it was, I don't know, just kind of a cookie cutter country club, kind of tight-ish. There's a reason why the pros love these courses is it's probably pretty penal and like demands accuracy. They're both actually really wide, especially medalist. I, I liked medalist infinitely more than I thought I would. I thought it'd be way too hard and just kind of dumb challenge. That's what say like concession is concession was the hardest, one of the hardest golf courses I've ever seen. It didn't even look fun. Medalist is really fun. It's entertaining. I actually think it might pop a little bit more on TV than Seminole did. A lot of people didn't think Seminole popped. I think this has a chance to kind of pop a little bit better, just wider, bigger scale, kind of more modern bunkers, I guess. it's. I wouldn't say that makes it better, but for a viewing experience, it's going to look pretty cool on TV. They're also playing an hour later, yeah, too, which sure. I, think, I think will help. Like Seminole's kind of washed out that first hour and a half or so. Yeah, it was a little little too bright for it. Do so. you think uh, Courses under Greg Norman will be showing up? Oh, um, well, yeah. There's, I mean, I got deep into it. I guess Norman and... Norman de-dyed it over the years, and then they brought in sticky-ass Bobby Weed <laughs> to re-dye it. Because um, it's originally a dye? Originally a dye and Norman. It was okay. like a co-design in 95. Pete dye or PB dye? Pete dye. Okay. The OG, Mr. Yeah. Dye. And then, yeah, no- Norman got into this whole kerfuffle with the club because I guess he was coming in under the, the guise of uh, tweaking it a little bit and just ripping a lot of the dye out of it. So they brought Weed in in 2015, and... I guess the hatchet's been buried since, but... Bobby Weed seems to just be involved in a lot of controversy wherever he goes. It's just... It seems like he's kind of lurking around. Yeah. yeah, Seeing who's not getting along. Did you think... Was was Medalist a player's club? Was it easy to get a game there? (laughs) 
you could always show up and get a game. Um, you know, it's it's in the water pressure in the showers is probably outstanding. Second to none. So, Work yes. hard, play hard. So kind of play. what's the deal with so? Uh, I do. I don't know how they're working with tees. Like how who yeah. where, what tee boxes they're going to be playing for. Which pros play at Medalist versus Bears Club? How does that work? Medalist so, is like very. It's much more guarded than Bears Club. I couldn't right? tell you. Um, Tiger plays at Medalist, and so I know like JT and Ricky are both member are members at both of them. JT tends to play more at Bears Club. I think. I think they practice a little bit more at Bears. Play more Medalist. I don't know exactly. Kepka is more Medalist, but they say he never practices anyway. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, nothing I, but I, respect. I, I couldn't. I couldn't quite tell you. I, I feel like Bear. Bears is seems to be really catered for pros. I mean, they have like their own bags of balls, like their own with their name. And they're on like them. they're like zoo animals at Bears, right? Where like the members can they're kind they're of part of the fabric of the club. Whereas you know, at Medalist is like you gotta like we're here working. Don't don't bug us. That, it seems I talked to Rory about that. He's like at at Bears, he's like yeah, you know, I can usually kind of do my own thing here and just kind of everyone leaves me alone. And like five minutes later, somebody comes. Rory, hey, what's how you doing, man? It's been a long time. He's like, yeah, I guess I spoke too soon. But uh, I mean, those guys, the members of those clubs, are used to seeing guys fluctuate. In Again, they're players' clubs. Yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, it's you always, always show up and get a game. So I don't know enough about that to fully speak on it, but that's that's my experience. Very limited. Who would you guys rather be partners with, Tiger or Phil? Are we are we trying to win? <laughs> That's a very that's, important That's up question. to you. That, weigh that into your answer. I think uh, I think I'd rather be partnered with with uh, with Tiger. Why? Well, that think, did not sound convincing. Well, I'm trying to think. I, I think uh, you know it's an exhibition. I'm showing up. You know, I know it's not real golf. We're not necessarily hitting 18 holes today. And I think Phil is going to take it very seriously and be like writing me to, to come on we got to win this and i don't need that it's an exhibition uh so i I'm, i feel like tiger's maybe more chill about it see i think i'd rather have phil because if you're with tiger i would i couldn't like fight the feeling that we're supposed to win like you can't lose you have something to lose and if i'm losing to phil and i just see that little wise ass smirk like that would bother me i think while we're playing but if you're with phil you feel like you can you know, you have something to gain. You're supposed to lose probably to Tiger anyways, but you have a chance to pull off an upset or win. I think that would be a little bit stronger vibe than if things started going wrong when you're on Tiger's team, I don't think that would be that fun. I think I, I'm with you. I would echo a lot of what you said. I would pick Phil as well, as long as I got to play with Tiger. You know, you know big Tiger fan. But uh, I think playing with Phil would almost, don't laugh, would almost be like playing with Tron. I feel like when Tron and I <laughs> said, don't laugh. Oh, sorry. What's Wait. That? Play, what's that? Playing what's with it? Phil? Yeah, because I think when you He's and I... never in the fairway. When you and I... Not, not like game-wise. I just mean process-wise. Okay. When Tron and I are Let's partners... Watch him try to flip this back around. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Not, your game reminds me nothing of Phil. <laughs> Thank but you're, you. Your attention to the process, your respect for the we're, process... We're process. ...reminds me of Phil. Because I think when Tron and I are partners, is some of the most fun I have playing golf because we'll just... We probably play very slow, but we take it. Yes, we take it. Can <laughs> confirm so seriously when we're partners. It's okay. What? Are, yeah, very. <laughs> well, you know, what are you thinking here? What, well, we could try this. Well, I don't know. What about this? I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about this, but we could do this. Well, if we're doing an all shot, I'm basically getting you to like leave me where I don't have to chip exactly. Anywhere. And I, I think it would be. So I think Phil would bring a lot of that same energy. Well, where it's, it's like this is the most 
everybody pause for a second. This shot Tom has on number six is the most important shot that's ever taken place in the history of the you world. Exactly. We're so on the same side, and that's why I'm going to be with Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like, your process is sound. Yeah, but like, I, this I think is that would not the most important shot. That would help me like stay in the moment, though. See, I think Brady. That's why Brady and Mickelson are good partners. Yeah, because you could say that. I think they're psychos. The Patriot way is kind of like the TC way, <laughs> right? Don't you, don't you? Brady's very process based. Don't you think it'd be more fun though to be playing against Phil and to needle Phil? I think that's part of no, why I, I would think choose Tiger too. Phil, I think Phil's infinitely better at like getting in, like shit talking and all that stuff. I, I think you'd just so much rather have him on your side. Oh, like, no, can you see, imagine? I think, Phil, it'd be like, fun turn... to, I think it'd be fun to be the recipient of it. Oh, he would just decimate you. Well, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I, guess. I don't think he's as good at shit talking as everybody makes him out to be. Neither of them are as good at shit talking as they think they are. Yeah. Possibly, I think I do think uh, I think there's a lot of off the record stories. That, I, I I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's quite fair. I though. think when he's when he's got a he's got a rain he's got a governor on it and he's got to rain it back for the for the the, the general audience. It's not going to be the same fastball. I will say what a cool story from when DJ and I went out to Vegas uh, to do interviews with them before the match. We got to see like the a behind <laughs> really? the that's scenes your first a behind the scenes joke of. They went out to do some test shooting that day, and they actually were wagering between the two of them during the test shoot. They were just testing mics and video and all that, and they actually made some bets. And Phil won. And uh, they got into the locker room. There's like, whatever, 15, 20 people standing around and kind of just whoever was there to do interviews. And Phil does it like really loud, like so (laughs) everyone in the room can hear it. But like, hey, uh, Tiger, don't worry about paying me today. You can uh, just pay me on Friday when I collect for the rest of the match. And Tiger's sitting there like eating a steak. He's like, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. What's that? But he had Tiger off What's guard. That? Like he was sitting on the couch and like with food in his mouth and he couldn't rebut very quickly. And it was actually kind of like, all right, Phil, that was actually pretty good. And I, I, the flip side of all this t- to aim towards the other two players is I think Peyton Manning is as good as as he thinks he is yeah. at this kind of stuff. And I think he's going to... He's uh, subtle. like Much like Barkley in the booth, I think Peyton will like carry all the encore stuff. I think he'll make everybody feel way looser. There's some great uh, stuff that the PJ Tour has posted on YouTube of, I think it was after Pro-Am, it must have been at Memorial, and Tiger and Peyton Manning played together. And just having Peyton stand next to him, like Tiger looked more loose than I've ever seen him ever. And he's just just like looks the most normal that you've ever you've ever seen him so hopefully that translates to uh sunday as well yeah i think i think peyton's going to kind of run circles around brady as far as shining through this kind of ordeal brady's kind of a weirdo he's kind of like nervous <laughs> i feel like you know and yeah I, I, these guys it, that's what's gonna be fun to watch is watching pros like you talked about earlier dj watching professionals and like titans of their sport playing a different sport and how much that affects your nerves i mean I played a, so uh, with Super uh, Chef Bobby Flay, played a pro am with Ben Roethlisberger, and he duck hooked two balls off the first tee onto the range, and I kind of was like, "Hey man, like you all right?" He's like, "Dude, I have won a Super Bowl, and I have never been as nervous as I am right now." <laughs> and he responded by birding four of the next five holes. So he's very good, very good player. But In his own it right. like affected him more. Like you can't like prepare yourself for that. I don't think like that's that's what's going to be fun to watch when it's down to alternate shot at the end. And the millions of people watching, that's going to be interesting. I'm looking at the forecast. It's uh, calling for AM thunderstorms on Sunday, uh, 40% chance, and then uh, winds above 10 miles an hour from the east-southeast, so coming straight on shore. Hmm. Could, I think, be, could uh, be interesting. You know, 
Brady did, I think, have the best line. If anybody watched that press conference that they did with Ernie Johnson, uh, which was which was pretty good, and even brought like the very inside the NBA kind of vibe to it. Um, it's just funny when you see people from outside golf come into golf, how much looser it immediately gets. But uh, I think <laughs> Brady said he was supposed to play with Tiger, but Peyton's dad called and switched had switched the teams, which I thought was like a, a pretty good. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good bit. That's really good. <laughs> it took yeah. me a second to get that yeah, one. Exactly. Now I get it. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I thought at least he's got one in the in the W column. I thought that was pretty good. I hope is Brady going to bring his boy uh, Guerrero? Hopefully. <laughs> I know TC. I know you're deep into that scene. <laughs> well, that's why we were going to talk about these guys as as professional golfers. I'm just going to. We'll set up the question yeah. that that so, we were discussing here. So. As if you as, are, who is, t- if if Tom Brady was a professional golfer, if Peyton Manning was a professional golfer, who would they be? Tom Brady would be Gary Player. Really? Because he's he's won a bunch. There's some cheating allegations. <laughs> oh, no. He's into all sorts of, like, whack job science and <laughs> and exercise stuff. He's aging extremely well you know who else you're describing yes <laughs> tiger Woods. exactly <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i think he's uh, no doubt tiger brady is definitely <laughs> tiger and then i think i think peyton is ernie else that's a great take i think i can get down with that one i think it's almost you could tom's tiger and yeah peyton's phil i think so too i mean down to what are the similarities on peyton and phil the most eerie one is tiger's got three times more majors and tom's got three times more super bowls both chatty a little bit and kind yeah, of Peyton, kind of Peyton like, more gregarious, more of a outgoing people's champion. Uh, I think that fits Phil. Uh, one one of the best, but not the best. Did you win as many titles as you should have? Yeah, a question for both of them. I think. I think it, yeah, that's why I found it a little interesting that they had the teams the way they were. I would have thought if you wanted to go like buy the line, like the two goats together right. brady and tiger versus you know kind of the chirpy boys that <laughs> phil and, and uh payton that would have been interesting i almost wonder if they if that was conscious to like i think so split the teams like almost you can't have need the two chatty people opposite each other yeah. yeah i think so i think so payton's dig on brady which you know saying like oh they're gonna be somewhere where it's pretty comfortable and not like some of the other places we could go and he names a bunch of places and names boston yeah Denver, that, like, indianapolis yeah. boston <laughs> places where they really hate Tom. <laughs> That actually got Brady. That was actually oh, he totally. did not see that one coming. So, uh, so they had to do it in Florida because of Tom's B and E arrest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some some picks, some bets. I think it would be other if I'm not betting on this, I really don't like care who wins. I just care more about being entertained. But if you're looking for some action on this and you're in a state where betting is legal, you can use DraftKings uh, and bet on the match. The, t- I, the last odds I saw. Tiger and Peyton are minus 210, and Phil and Tom are plus 175. So from that, what would you take? I'd just take the underdog. Yeah, it's a good chance sure. almost double your money. Who knows what's going to happen? That'd be my pick. The odds are scaring me a little bit that you know, there's just not a whole lot of upside and return. So I like all the prop bets that are what prop bets three, are sticking out six, to like kind of who's going to get out to a faster start, who's going to win the first hole, all that kind of stuff. So I think Tiger and... Tiger and Peyton get out to a fast start because I think Brady's going to be nervous as shit. <laughs> I, think so, I think so, too. <laughs> really? It is, yeah. It, it, there is yeah. like something serious to be said for the fact that like Tom Brady's also preparing to play in the, like an NFL season, and whereas I think the other three are just like, yeah, I mean, let, it's let's also play May. golf all like, the is time. He really Plus, preparing? No, still, Peyton's I, played in the, in the Pebble so. Beach Pro-Am a, a, a Tom, few times. Tom's done that a, bit, a bunch of He too. has? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I, I got deep down the YouTube rabbit hole of their golf swings and all that stuff. Not that I'm, I'm f- the last thing from like a golf. <laughs> You're handicapping this a golf yeah, swing. Yeah, what you see? Uh, Tom swing is very to, to borrow a phrase, very nebbish. Uh, I thought it was like lacks pop, lacks a lot of pop. I think he's just trying to guide it out there, and that's not gonna not gonna hold up well. Granted, these were older swings. He could be in the lab. He's literally one of the best athletes like of all time. Uh, so. Who knows? I'm sure he can summon something and, and make it work. Tom and Kucher wasn't should impressed. have been partners. That's a good take. It looks very it looks like the guy who like like you always say about Kucher. Like, man, seems like that frame and everything, like you really should be able to go after it, it's but you're unit. you're kind of just trying to just just guide it out there. And so I'm I'm curious how that goes. Well, it looks very the, handsy also, which Peyton, not good. Peyton lashes at it? No, but more than he's got more confidence over the ball for sure. Is what I, my from five thousand miles away, my my read on it is is that he feels he looks like he's got he's done it more times. Question: Will they be testing the drivers? It's <laughs> a great question. Who knows? CT gate Who might be say? all might be the next uh, deflate gate. You never do Brady, know. Brady and do Brady and Peyton have uh, equipment sponsors? I wonder who. I wonder what they're going to be playing. What about golf balls too? You got to think about. It. I mean, for that way, is, think about modified all shot. Exactly. Is Peyton going to be wearing a Sweetens Cove? Oh, well. that's, Supposedly, that's that's a rumor that it could be that could be happening. The one of the props I like is uh, who will hit the longer tee shot on the third hole between the pros. I think Phil, I I've, hitting <laughs> bombs. I mean, I think Phil's whole thing is like, watch me go after this oh, yeah. one. Where I think Tiger, with all his history, like he's not gonna, you know, he, he's he's not gonna turn it up to a hundred. Do I don't think that's where Tiger gets his like his his, his rocks off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It, I outdrove. He's like, cool. I'm three up. So, yeah. <laughs> do you guys so think like Tiger is, is how, like this whole pandemic was timed perfectly for Tiger? Right? Seems to be because he was. He seemed like he was a little banged up. Like, what are you? And, what are you? What are you <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm saying like it, it was. It's allowed him to get healthy, right? A little, a little too perfect. <laughs> Maybe a little Maybe. too perfectly timed. Tiger and Zoom were the ones that play exactly. in this pandemic. Uh, well, no, I was going to say about athlete handicaps and. No conversation gets off the rails faster than like judging people's handicaps through watching a couple videos. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a manipulator right well, yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Our uh, presence. We are not judging your handicap off your videos. We have played a lot of golf with you, and we know that you're a manipulator. I would say, <laughs> almost, I would imagine most athletes do not have accurate handicaps because they are either vanities or sandbaggers. Shout out to Larry Fitzgerald. Exactly. So where do we think that there is any element of that to either of these two players based on their personalities, not based on their golf game, but like would Brady want to inflate his handicap for any reason? Or deflate. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think they're going <laughs> to, I think that they're, they're probably, you know, what, what point do they have to, to try to, that's the question I'm asking. Have them higher or lower. I think that where, where do they're they very play? visible people. I think if they would be found out very quickly. Yeah. Peyton plays out in Denver, right? So he's used to playing at altitude. That could be a factor. That's here. what he said in the in the video with him and Tiger is that he's a four at altitude, but he's playing yeah. a six at uh, at sea level. Okay, which I mean, I think actually feels kind of fair. I, is medalist at sea level or? <laughs> oh, sorry, it's ten feet above sea level. I, I think he's gonna mop the floor with Brady. The whole alt shot thing. <laughs> you just hate Brady. Got it. <laughs> no, I love I I love Belichick. I know like, you're I'm a big Jameis a, fan. Okay, like I don't do take it James. out on Brady. I do love Jameis. Trying to be a huge Belichick <laughs> fan is the lock of this century. I'm a big Belichick just fan. Love but how I don't, goes about I don't it. like Brady. I think them moving on from Brady was the best thing that they could have done. Now, Charles also a big Jerry Krause guy. Um, but. You know, a I, I I think Gronk should call in. Gronk should definitely call in. 
We'll see and, if we can make that happen. And B, like I think the alt shot thing is what is exactly what they should have done. Like this is going to be so interesting to see Brady put Phil in the worst possible places. Worse than he would have put himself, though. I was going to say that's the question. That, but that's why they're so the they're way, better that partners. Might be, that might you know? be why they have an advantage. Phil's used to playing from yeah, God knows where. That's a fair point. Whereas we should we should might mention put Tiger in some like the it's modified alt shot, so they both tee off and then you choose the best ball and then play alt shot from there. So. They're probably going to be they're they're going to be in play off the tee. Are you sure? Ninety nine percent sure. I thought modified alt shot was just you alternate the holes. Like true alt shot is that's what they said in the press conference. If I hit the ball in the hole, you tee off. Yeah, it's almost like the way it's a bramble. Yes, kind of. I was gonna. It's it's kind of like what you do with a shamble, where you know. Okay. Really? Yeah. Everybody tees off. Carts, <laughs> modified alt shot. I, I, like the, I like the modified alt shot. I do too. No, I, I think too. that's Take I think that's away. a smart TV no, thing. Well, because then that gets rid of putting people in squirrely no, I spots. Think I think you're still – well, I think you'll be in shit spots like around the green still. But I do agree that like I don't think you want to necessarily have Brady – like, if Brady doesn't have it, I don't think you necessarily want like – no, that's six, six no, holes Why, why of are him you just, saying that? That's absolutely what we want. I think I you want it too. I don't know still why gonna, you're saying you're that. still going to get that. You're still going to have the epic shot that Phil hits to three feet and then Brady misses the putt or like stuff like that. It's still going to happen. There's Do some strategy that goes with it. Do they have a minimum of how many tee shots that you have to use from each guy? Uh, I feel like we should know this information. Sign on the cart. Uh, the steering wheel of the cart will have all the rules before you tee off. Are the carts going to have the shark experience? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good question. I love Newbar's thing about like the NASCAR people rigging up the carts for. For audio and video, that should be great. Well, how about Cat? The whole, I mean, Cat's going to have a total advantage oh. with, with, with the whole earpiece. Thing. I didn't even he wears think those about anyways. that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that changes my prediction. Yeah. A lot. And that's why he's minus two ten. And Brady and Peyton are both used to it as well from the helmets. So Phil's the only one that's not used Phil. to hmm. an earpiece. I wonder if Tiger will break out the night vision stuff when uh, the sun <laughs> you, starts to go down. You act like Phil isn't wearing an earpiece with his bookie on the, on the other <laughs> end of the of the line ninety nine percent of the time. So how much of the minus 210 for Tiger Payton is like the Tiger tax, do we think? Like no matter what, in any event Tiger plays and he gets a ton of money bet on him and his odds are always skewed to a certain way. So is that do you see that as a factor here? Well, yeah, Phil, and Payton's got the better handicap, right? Yeah. They're they're both. Yeah. Phil hasn't been like doing good. <laughs> really, right? Like he hasn't yeah. really been doing much. That's well, fair. is the USGA going to give last year, I mean. Is the USGA going to give a special exemption to the winning team? Oh, for the mm, U.S. Open? Mm, mm. Or how much of the no qualifying thing do you think is just a big conspiracy that's so that there's no fill gate on whether he's going to take a special exemption or not if he's outside the top 60? Who can get, say? Get we'll this. get into that on another podcast. Get this. U.S. closed. Ah. Oh, congrats to everyone that made that joke yesterday. U.S. Open was good. It was really good. From many, none was good. There, there was. Listen, we could do a whole... <laughs> we're we're going to do many U.S. Open podcasts. But um, no, I think the, li- the line feels good to okay. me. Okay. I don't know. The line, the line feels, line feels, feels good. good. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. Does, it, does it feel good to you, Tiger? I, yeah, very good. Okay, all right. You know, to your point, though, Phil had a couple third-place finishes this year. Really? Yeah. Pebble Beach and, really? and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, and you know how much we, how much stock yeah. I put in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Na- yeah. it's, is that a national open? Yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how open it is, but... Well, I think we'll do the same with what we did uh, with driving relief as well as 
understanding that the purpose of this thing is for charity and it's also for entertainment and we're going to obviously comment on the entertainment aspects of it but uh congratulations to everyone involved for getting everyone together to already make a charitable donation of 10 million dollars to benefit COVID 19 relief and i think i can't promise it but it seems to me that there's probably going to be more to come on that on that note as well and uh i think it's going to be fun to watch we're all going to be tuned in I don't know if it's going to change golf coverage. Like we kind of hope the match 1.0 will, but we can hope. We didn't even talk about the most important rule they're playing, which is they're all going to have fun. <laughs> oh, what a way to end it. What Boys, one more thing before you got there. Just don't forget. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I might be down the wormhole on DraftKings Sportsbook. They got five different dart leagues. They've got... <laughs> Trying to find loopholes. They got table tennis. They got... I mean, I'm... Whoa. <laughs> Well, we'll see TC in a couple hours when he gets back from the wormhole. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to everybody that watched us on YouTube. And uh, thanks to DraftKings for helping us get this show together. And we look forward to watching the match this coming weekend. Cheers. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!